Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Hey, well, I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight for this special Good Friday message. We've been worshiping God and entering into His presence, and now I just want to come right in to God's Word and share it with you today. As we come together tonight on this Good Friday, we are simply taking a moment to pause and to think about the power of the cross, what Jesus did for us on this day, giving his life on the cross. As we are focusing in on the Word and getting ready, get your Bibles out, get your devices open, get, have, pray your heart is open. This is going to be a powerful encounter with the truth and the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, right now, it would be to share this with someone, let them know what's happening. If you've not had a chance to do that already, I want you to have your phone or your, or, or your tablet ready and, and amen me. So, well, how do I do that? Well, make comments. Those are online amens, and, and they are so helpful. Also, we want you to know that as you're hearing this, we have live chat that is ready to assist you. We have pastors that would love to pray for you during this message. So we're here with you. We want you to know we're ready to receive this. What we're going to look at tonight is where Jesus bled, where Jesus bled. Here's what I learned. If you know where he bled, you'll understand why he bled. And I want you to know he did this all for you. Right here in the midst of this coronavirus, we need to be reminded that the blood of Jesus Christ has never lost its power. Never lost its power, the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, we call this Good Friday. Why? Because this is when Jesus died on the cross. This is when he shed his blood for us. This is when the power of hell was broken and salvation became available. And for us, it's Good Friday. It's Great Friday. But think about heaven on this day. Think about what that was like for the Father to grieve over the sacrifice of his son. So what we call Good Friday was maybe the greatest day of challenge throughout the courts of heaven. I'm thankful for the love of God to give us the cross. I'm thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus that would not take no for an answer, who came all the way to this earth, took on human flesh, and died on the cross in our place. We're going to be encouraged by what happened on the cross tonight on this Good Friday. I want to begin with the scripture in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 15. I love this verse. It says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The cross was the power of God. The shed blood of Jesus on the cross literally disarmed and defeated every single work of the devil. The blood of Jesus has broken all the power of Satan. There's another scripture that I want to read as we're beginning tonight. I want you to understand why this day was so critical and necessary. And without it, there would be no salvation. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9 and verse number 22. Hebrews 9 and verse number 22. We read this. And without the shedding of blood, there is simply no forgiveness of sins. This was the only way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And this gift was given to every one of us, to everyone on this planet, the free gift of God. It's free to us, but it cost heaven the greatest price you could ever imagine. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. The King James translation uses the word remission of sins. Without Christ's blood being shed for us on the cross, then we could never be forgiven or our sin, there would be no remission of sin. That word is so powerful. I want to make sure you understand that as we go through this time together today. To, to remit 
or the word remission means literally <clears throat> that our sins were sent away from us. Isn't that good news? We're forgiven. And that word not only means forgiven and sins sent away, remission means that judgment was canceled. Thank God. We have been forgiven. Our sins have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west and the judgment that was ours to face because of our sins has also been removed. We've been forgiven and we've been pardoned. Aren't you thankful tonight? I'm going to tell you, there is no greater news than that. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to the cross, shedding your blood, dying in our place, the innocent, dying for the guilty. Thank you that your shed blood remits our sins, forgives our sins, sends them away from us, and cancels the judgment that was coming to attack our lives. I'm thankful for that. There's a verse that I want us to read. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1. And we just want to give you a few verses here to begin to see the dynamic and the power of the cross. We're reminded tonight as we look into this, where Jesus bled lets me understand why he bled for me. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18. Such a powerful verse. Listen to this. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So what has the blood of Jesus Christ done for us? Well, we know we were forgiven. There was remission of sins. Our sins sent away from us. The judgment coming at us was pardoned, and we no longer face that. We don't have to deal with that or fear with that. But now this word redeemed is used. The blood of Jesus redeemed us. Here's the picture. It's the picture of a marketplace. It's a picture of a slave market. It's the picture of someone, you and me, slaves, bound, shackled, with no hope, with no future, with nothing to look forward to. But Jesus came and with his blood redeemed us, paid the price, bought us back, broke the shackles, set us free, redemption redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm going to tell you, Good Friday is a good day. It's the day when hope and life came back to us. And I'm so thankful for that as we move into this moment, as we begin to celebrate that. Well, I want you to see there are, there are three key areas that you and I need to understand on this Good Friday night when we recognize the power of the blood of Jesus. Sins remitted, forgiven, the judgment canceled, redeemed and set free. No longer are you the same person that you were before you came to Christ. No longer does sin have the right to hold you and bind you and identify you. In the eyes of God, the judgment has been paid by the cross. People may not forgive you and people may remember and remind you, but you have to accept what Jesus did on the cross and begin to rejoice in this freedom that came. I want you to look with me at, at some key areas that literally change everything about our life when we understand what happened on the cross. In the very beginning, we see in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, I want to read this to you. There was a particular area that we need to see the victory of the cross. Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27, then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule or have dominion. So here's God's plan. We were created in the image and likeness of God. And as we were created in that image and likeness, as we were there created to know him and walk with him, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. 
Verse 28 begins, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase or multiply in number and subdue, rule, have dominion over all the earth. What a beginning for mankind. What a beginning. What an incredible plan God had for us to walk with God, to know God. Today, there are many people that know about God, but they don't know him. They have ideas and concepts, but they've never met him personally. God created you. And he created me, mankind, humankind, with the unique ability to know God, to have relationship with him. God would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, and he would be with them, and they knew him. It was an amazing relationship. And as they had a relationship with him, they had rulership under him. See, that relationship with God allowed the rest of their life to work. Life wasn't on top of them. Circumstances were not on top of them. They ruled and reigned under Christ because they had that relationship with the Father. It was amazing. But we moved to Genesis chapter 3, and sadly, regrettably, everything else in the garden given to them. But they rebelled. They disobeyed. They ate of the fruit of the tree. And when they did that, they opened a door that is the source and the beginning of every wicked cruel, destructive thing that has ever come upon this planet. Where did the coronavirus come from? It came from the door that opened in the garden when man sinned against God. Literally in that moment, in that place of original sin, when Adam and Eve sinned, a curse came on this earth. A curse of sin fell on mankind in the very planet itself. See, instantly, God had told them, if you eat of the tree that, that I've forbidden, you're going to die. Well, as soon as they rebelled, as soon as they disobeyed, and the curse of sin fell on this planet, they were spiritually separated from God instantly. The sickness and sin and disease and death that would ultimately bring all of us to the place of death began to work its way into the pattern of human life. Physical death and sickness began to be a reality in that moment. Eternal death began to loom over their head and every one of our heads, for we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Death, separation from the presence of God became a reality in that moment. The curse of sin fell on Adam and Eve. We even read as God spoke to them after this sin in, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 17, the Bible says, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. The ground became cursed. Everything on this planet moved out of the original order of God. The term curse simply means judgment fell. Judgment fell. We had been created to walk with God. We had been created to have this incredible relationship, to walk with Him, to know His voice, given this place of privilege, and to have rule or dominion over our life. But sin opened the door for Satan to come in, and the curse of sin has invaded our life and invaded this world today. The curse of sin, judgment, fell on us. It affects our relationships, our marriage, our children, our jobs, our health, our work, everything that we do, our dreams, our hopes. So what will happen? How do we get that back? So much was lost and forfeited. Can it be restored? Can our life ever be what God intended it to be? Who can help us? How can we find this help? I have some good news for us. I have some great news for us on this Good Friday night. You see, everything 
that the curse of sin robbed and stole from us. Everything that original sin perpetrated on this planet, God has an answer. How would God redeem us? How would God restore what the curse of sin had robbed from us? I want you to listen to this account as Jesus is headed to the cross. Matthew 27 and verse number 27. Then the governor's pilot soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. Listen. And then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and they mocked him. Scripture says they spit on him and they beat him and they mocked him. But I want you to notice that in those moments and those final steps on the way to the cross, they, in their fury and in their anger, they thought of what can we do to mock him and punish him. And they took the thorns and fashioned the mockery of a crown and they rammed it on his head. And as they did that, hundreds of places around his head began to bleed from the impact of the crown of thorns. Satan in his fury thought, I'll torture him in every way. I'll beat him in every way. I'll make him suffer in every way. But what he overlooked and what he missed, I read it to you a moment ago in Genesis 1, thorns are a product of the curse of judgment that fell on us through sin. But on the way to the cross, the thorns that are the product of the curse of sin were fashioned into a crown and rammed upon his head. And as the drops of blood fell to the very cursed ground that had produced the thorns redemption and remission and salvation was beginning to happen you see the blood of Jesus from the thorns that pierced his head the good news for you and I tonight if we know where Jesus bled we know why Jesus bled every drop of blood he shed had an assignment had a victory had a blow to the power of hell and the thorns that were the very picture the very symbol of the curse of sin opened up the gate of redemption and salvation the bible says in john 10 10 satan is a thief oh yes he is who's come to steal and to kill and destroy but jesus said i have come come on right there with me say he has come to do what to give life And that more abundantly, what the curse stole from you, Jesus' blood restored for you. What the curse robbed from you, Jesus' blood has restored and brought it back. I'm thankful for you and I to know tonight the blood of Jesus breaks the curse of sin. You see, the cross finalized it. In Galatians chapter 3, let's look at this verse. In verse number 13, Galatians 3, 13. Oh, it's so powerful. You have to hear this. We need to know pastor is there hope for me what do i do what can i do listen galatians 3 and verse 13 here's that word again christ redeemed us from what the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree as jesus was nailed to the cross and his blood was shed and it began to drip from his brow where the thorns had pierced his head. I want to tell you, we're redeemed. Come on, say it. I've been redeemed. My life has been redeemed. My sins have been sent away from me. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a failure. My identity is not the past. It's who Jesus says I am. Redemption. The curse is broken. Why? Because he redeemed us. He became the curse. 
dying on the tree. Listen, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. So that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Come on, right where you are tonight, right here in this moment, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, and what is the most unusual and unprecedented moment in any of our lives, I want you to know the blood of Jesus Christ has never lost its power, and God redeems everything the curse has stolen from us. There is another place I want you to see, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 5. What a, what, what a powerful prophetic word. Isaiah 53 and verse number 5. We find something else, else about where Jesus bled. The crown of thorns and his death on the cross redeemed us from the curse. Hallelujah. And then we look in Isaiah 53 and verse 5. We read this. But he was pierced for our transgressions, his hands and his feet. And he was crushed for our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. What is a bruise? A, a bruise is a result of, of, of crushing. It is a result of, of bleeding on the inside. Bruises are often overlooked. Maybe we did not even realize it was in this place that Jesus also bled. When we know where he bled, we know why he bled. We often are not thinking of it because the blood was on the inside and not on the outside. Oh, Jesus was beaten. He was crushed. He was wounded. He was spat upon. He was whipped. But you need to understand the trauma that caused the bruising was deep inside of him. Internal organs that escaped the eyes from the outside observer. It's not easy to see you're bleeding on the inside. But you know the pain is there. And you know something's happening there. And you know what's going on. See, see, he was bruised on the inside to heal the place in you that no one knows about. He was willing to be beaten and bruised and bleed internally and face the reality of death. Why? Because he knows that deep inside of you there are wounds and hurts that no one knows about but you. Places that are bleeding even right now today and you don't know how to deal with them. See, your bruises, they're reminders, they're marks of the pain that's occurred in your life. See, the blow may have come yesterday, but the bruise doesn't show up until today. The blow happened to you as a child, but the bruise lingers long after the initial blow. Jesus knows. Jesus cares. He knows the pain, the bruising, that which is happening to you on the inside. So you may be here at this point in your life, and you're saying, you know, no one knows how I hurt. No one knows what I've been through. I've been abandoned. I've been rejected. I've been lied to. People have done things to me, and, 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 and I am dealing with the consequences. And no one knows. Jesus knows. Jesus bled for you. Jesus walked into a place and shed his blood so that today you could be healed, bruised, so you could be set free. There, there is nothing he is not prepared for. But that word iniquity, not only do we hurt and suffer and bleed deep on the inside in private pain because of what other people have done to us, but I have some really good news for you. This word iniquity, bruised for our iniquity, is the word that, that literally represents or translated our carnal nature. 
our sinful nature. This thing inside of us that we don't understand. This thing that Paul says, I don't know what I do. I I want to do what's right. I, I want to follow God. But something in me keeps pulling me in the wrong direction. This inner fallen carnal nature, this infestation of sin is the worst part of us. It's a part of us we don't want anyone to know. It's the, it's the temptation and the thoughts and the, and, and, and the wooing of sin that you wonder, will I ever be set free from this? Well, Jesus bled on the inside to cancel the power of that sin nature, no matter how often you have fallen. And it seems like a bondage, a stronghold, an addiction will never set you free. Jesus was bruised. Jesus was crushed. Jesus bled on the inside so you could be free from the inside out. My friend, real freedom is not just the ability to do anything I want. Freedom is the power to do what I ought. I want to close our time together tonight and look at one more passage. John chapter 19 and verse number 31. Maybe one of the most uh, overlooked and misunderstood places that Jesus bled on the cross. John chapter 19, and I want to go to verse number 31. Let's look at the account here. What was happening? We read this. Now was the day of preparation, the day he was dying on the cross. And the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jews did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus. And then they broke the legs of the other man on the other side. Verse 33 says, But when they came to Jesus already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. A sudden flow of blood and water. What was happening here? As Jesus was dying on the cross for you and for me, shedding his blood for our redemption and forgiveness and freedom. It was in that moment as life was ebbing out of him, as he was paying the ultimate sacrifice for our forgiveness and our freedom, that his life came to an end. As they came to take the, those being crucified off the cross, what does it mean? They broke their legs. Well, they broke their legs so that they could no longer breathe in that crucified circumstance. You see, when they broke their legs, it would quickly bring the end of the life of someone dying on a cross. And as his body begins to sag, as the soft tissue rips between the bones of his hands and feet, he now is in a position where he can't breathe. And the only way he can breathe is to put all of his weight on that spike in his feet and shove himself up and gasp for breath and fall back down. A hard, tortuous process. And so if you break and snap the legs, they can't push themselves up. And you literally die of suffocation on the cross. They wanted them to die quickly. The Jews said, we've got to get them off the cross. This day is coming to an end. We have to stop this. But when they came to Jesus, unlike the thieves, he was already dead. And they were surprised. What would have caused him to die before the other two? And so to make sure... The guard, the centurion, takes a cruel spear and rams it, aiming for his heart. And he was on the mark. But what shocked him was that when the spear pierced his side and went inside his chest cavity, there was an instant flow of blood and water. What does that mean? How did blood and water come? Where did it come from? Oh, it shows you something you need to hear. You need to know why he bled deep on the inside. What does blood and water mean? Well, reading the medical journals, 
This is the consensus. And so when they pierced him, the spear penetrated the pericardium into that sac surrounding the heart. But not only did the clear liquid, the water flow out, blood gushed out with it. What had happened? My friend, I believe the thing that caused the very death of Jesus were not all the other forms of punishment that had happened to him on that day. But there came the moment where the Father laid upon him the sin of the world. Can you imagine? The holy, sinless Son of God took upon him the sin of the world, every sin, every cruel, wicked, heinous thing that had ever occurred, and it placed on him in that moment. And as that was placed on him, literally his heart burst, and the blood flowed into the pericardium. And as the spear penetrated it, the blood and the water flowed out. My friend, do you understand and realize that Jesus died from a broken heart? That he was willing to take the sins of the world, your brokenness, your wounds, the things that have made you cry, the things that keep you up at night, the things that bring depression and hopelessness. Do you understand on this Good Friday night that Jesus loved you so much that he took all all the sin, all the weight, all the punishment. He became the sin offering for us. And the spear revealed that on the inside, Jesus' heart ruptured, literally exploded from the pressure, the burden, the pain of carrying all of our sins. The blood and the water flowed out. And it told us something amazing, a love unimaginable, a grace unfathomable that he died of a broken heart. So that your broken heart can be healed. So that your life can be brought back into place. While we've been here tonight, you've been sending in your prayers. You've been sending in your needs. You've been letting us know what's going on in your life. And pastors are praying for you. And I want to pray for you right now. I want you to know that Good Friday is a day that shifted history forever. Where God made it available for everything sin had stolen to be restored to us. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Tonight, I want to pray with you. Tonight, my dear friend, I want to call out to you. I believe that you've heard this message. And maybe life has been hard on you. And you thought, if God really loved me, where is he? Why am I in this place? Maybe you're by yourself in a home isolated because of this virus. Maybe you're in a hospital room isolated because of the virus. But I want you to know something. You're not alone. Man may not be there, but God is there. Jesus left heaven and came all the way to earth. Went all the way to the cross. Why? Because you're that valuable to him. Isn't it time? To stop trying to make it work yourself? Isn't it time for your pain to stop? Isn't it time to be rescued from everything that sin has stolen away? Right now, I want you to join me. Just pray along with me. Dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of every sin in my life. I've been so broken and so wounded and so hurt. I've covered it up with pride and arrogance. I've covered it up with indifference. But tonight, I want you to know I'm tired of this lonely journey. I'm tired of fighting the one who loves me the most. And tonight I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to come live in my heart. I ask you to save me, change me, make me one of yours. I give you my life, all the good and all the bad. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you love me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for Good Friday. Thank you that today my life starts all over. Dear friend, I celebrate with you. You can 
Contact us through our website or message us right now live. We're waiting to hear from you. We want to hear about your salvation. We want to hear about your freedom. And I want to encourage you. You've been praying for your family, for prodigal sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus, I'm in agreement with you. I believe on this Good Friday night, the cross has broken the curse. And they're coming back in Jesus' name. I have those of you that are suffering and you're sick and ill tonight. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Tonight is our reminder that the blood of Jesus has never lost its power. We're the recipients of that. Thank you, Jesus. Right where you are, would you lift your hands and, and, and in your own words, just say, thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for coming. Thank you for dying. Thank you for loving me. Dear friends, we're so thankful to share this time with you tonight. We're available. Contact us. Message us. We're here right now for you. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, I'm going to bring a message that has literally changed the lives of so many. I guess I could say, back by popular demand, tomorrow night, I'm going to share the message, the king has one more move. It'll change your life. It'll drop hope in the middle of the darkest moment of your life. But right now, let us know what we can do for you. Our prayers are with you. God bless you. It's been awesome to share Good Friday with you. And we say you are blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.